0: Welcome to the 175th episode of the Figure Guns Podcast, 175, and to celebrate that milestone, we have uh, two other people on the pod this week. Miles Thompson. Hello, sir. <laughs> How are we? Oh, Hello
1: there. That's <laughs> never going to get old, is
0: it? Do you want to do that again? We lost you a bit. Oh, no. Hello there. Hello there, that'll do. I'll take it. How are you, Miles?
1: I'm good, thank you, sir. Good, thank you. I've uh, played quite a few games this week. It's been nice. Nice. No, is the
0: gaming season is slowly creeping in, isn't it?
1: Do you know what? Like, even like this is meant to be like a period of downtime, but there's been so many good indie games coming out and some not so good ones. But there's just been a lot of stuff to play. It's been good.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Stranger Things, Prime version. What are you talking about? <laughs> what Stranger Things? What's that? I've no show. idea. I've not even watched it. I wouldn't know. I don't know. That does sound particularly unusual. That, cat. Hello.
2: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's it going, pal?
2: Yeah, it's going all right. It's going all right. It's going good. Going good. How's how are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for asking.
2: Good. That's okay. Any time. Any time you want me to ask if you're okay, just let me know.
0: Oh, I've had a very nice week. I've had a very work heavy.
2: Oh, uh, cat. No I'm
0: kidding. But, um, wow. <laughs>
2: No. You've had a very work-heavy week. You just told me you were in wow.
0: my I, f- I feel hurt on Roscoe's behalf. <laughs> Shut up, Miles. <laughs> I, work, but... I mean, that was that was uncalled for, but it's all right, I'll let it go. No, um, it, was, okay. yeah, it was quite I, mean. It was only one night that I had in my head. I wasn't there for oh. a long time. I finished but... work, and um, Zoe picked me up, and we went to my
2: Very nice. Hmm. Think of the money, though.
0: Oh, that money, money.
2: Money, money, money.
0: Oh, man. Money, You've money, money, that... money. Get that bag, as they say these days.
2: Jesus, that means something else on the street, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not anymore. It doesn't.
2: <laughs> it means Ross is rich.
0: <laughs> get that bag. It basically means get paid for the work you do professionally. Like, oh, good, good, good. it's right then. Well, what a celebration we have ahead of us um, for this big milestone episode. Can you believe it's been twenty five weeks since Chris Scully and Ethan Lawrence?
2: What? No, that's crazy. How crazy is that? That's half a year.
0: Wow, that's blown my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was
1: not prepared for that today. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely insane. I don't think we've missed one, have we, either? No, I don't Uh, think we have. Um, Madness. Anyway, as we uh, question the concept of time itself, let's go to Game of the Week. Uh, Mars, what's your Game of the Week? Uh, I'm going to talk about Undetected.
1: It's a very small little indie game made by one person, and it is made specifically for a very particular group of people, i.e. me, people are obsessed with Metal Gear Solid, especially Metal Gear Solid 1. Um it's got the same kind of top down kind of camera perspective it's got loads of little nods and homages and everything to mgs1 uh the main character uh, is called khan and he has a, uh, a cybernetic left eye and he has a like a cybernetic tattoo on his right arm which is in the shape of a snake which is obviously a reference to like liquid snake stupid but um it's a little bit kind of self indulgent i'm not going to lie it's a bit too much if if you haven't actually played Metal Gear you have zero reason to actually play this game but if you have played Metal Gear Solid 1 and you want some really like warm you know heartening nostalgia this is going to do exactly that for you it's got a really good kind of musical theme the aesthetic and like graphics are like really on point of the era um and it plays okay uh you get a gun and some explosive types um you'll quite appreciate Roscoe there's like a like a dancing explosive that you throw and then all the guards get distracted by this weird floating thing dancing um and there's also a stink bomb where if you run into the bomb yourself you end up stinking and then all the guards can smell you out so that's a bit weird but it's just really good um as a metal gear fan as a game aside from a metal gear reference it's probably not the best um but i think it's worth checking out so if you're into that kind of style and old school retro stealth thing um it's worth having a look at it was good fun
0: sounds very interesting
1: yeah, strange one. It was hard to review because I was like, I love it, but it's not that good. <laughs> right. Totally
0: get you. Yeah, difficult really one. What you mean. Yeah, Straight down the middle. Uh, Kat, your game of the week.
2: Uh, my game of the week is a game that I'm just really had to quickly check I could speak about. <laughs> um so i've just jumped into a game called lemon cake and um yeah i really love it i'm i'm i've I kind of saw lemon cake a couple of months ago at one of the fests one of the something or other the many many because we don't have just one e3 anymore so they all blur together for me in one big wide world many many kind of showcases from somebody probably nintendo if i remember rightly. who knows anywho uh lemon cake is essentially about someone who restores uh, an abandoned bakery and you can prepare pastries and you have to cook the pastries and you can like grow seeds so essentially it's like a derelict bakery so you have to build it from the ground up you can kind of just run your own bakery you can get like fruits and you can make like jelly strawberry donuts and you can make like pan de and you can like make like cinnamon pretzels and all that jazz and it almost reminds me a little bit of Dynadash so anybody who might have played Dynadash on like the Flash Games website like a really long time ago it's slightly like that but not really so you have like tables that you have to serve and then you have to clean the tables and no one can sit down um, unless you do clean those tables Um, and then you have things in the window that will entice more customers and they can take stuff from the window as well if they don't want to sit down or it's too busy and you know you have to like make together the recipes and you have to make sure your oven is burning hot still so it's kind of like solo overcooked really solo overcooked kind of meets diner dash but in a pastry shop and it's very fun it's very cozy it's just yeah just a bit lovely really um so I've, I've just kind of recently dived into that I haven't played too much of it um but you can like also decorate your your bedrooms to make it a little bit more cozy and you can adopt kiddies that kind of sit in the window and you can build like a cat cafe as well it's very lovely it's like a little farming scene. it's very casual um one for autumn nights with a fire and a glass of wine and you know big old chair to sit in with your blankie or your udi um and that's on the nintendo switch um uh. i'm having a lot of fun it's very cute because i felt like i was very fatigued from kind of farming games and swimming games but actually it's just giving me a little bit of energy i quite like it
0: Absolutely,
2: And also, interestingly, that extra detail is that you get to choose what's on your menu and um, you lose bonus points if something is on your menu for too long. And um, you need to switch out your menu to get more tips and uh, you can learn more recipes. And that's a very cool element. And also you get more bonuses if you choose like a mixture of like vegan, vegetarian and gluten free options, which is like very specific, but very cool that they've kind of added that in as like just like an extra thing to think about. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Cool. And that's Lemon Cake.
2: Lemon Cake on the Nintendo Switch and Steam, I think.
0: Ooh, lovely. Love a Steam game. Um, Yeah, that sounds really nice. Sounds way up my street, that kind of thing.
2: It is. It's cool, man. It's cool. We should play it.
0: Sweet. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Someday soon.
2: Roscoe, what is your game of the
0: week, my dude? <laughs> Thanks so much for asking. Uh... <laughs>
2: that's all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is my game of the week? Uh, I've played a fair few things this week I've played Let's Sing ABBA this week that was that was a whole thing um, decided to share my amazing singing of uh, Dancing Queen with uh, Play on the Publishers and I was like check this out I'm reviewing your game and they were like yeah they decided to share it across their social networks which was embarrassing
2: no they didn't Yeah, that's so <laughs> fucking funny what legends
0: um, so yeah that was fun um, but you know what it's fine my review's up on net. it's it's a character game with Lego with Lego Abba, not Lego Abba. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my Lego. Um, um, Wildly, ABBA. two different things are um, yes, very much so. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Lego Abba exists yet. I'm sure it's in the works, but it doesn't exist just yet. Um, yeah, it's a character game with Abba in it. Um, if you love Abba, you love singing. Can't go wrong. Um, but I suppose I'm going to be really boring and basic bitch on this one this week and say my game of the week is FIFA 23 um, purely because that's what i've been playing the most and it's been a while since i've actually sat down and looked at my consoles and went you know what? i want to play some fifa and i'm really enjoying it this year it is a solid edition of fifa of course it's the last one that ea are making in the fifa series obviously they'll continue to make football games but they won't have the fifa license from next year which is kind of crazy when you think about it and so i think they've really i don't know i don't want to say they've really actually put an effort in this time but FIFA 23 feels like a polished product. It feels like it it is worthy of the name um, because, you know, the quality of FIFA games, they fluctuate so much. Um, I didn't enjoy 19, 20, or 21. Um, I kind sort of enjoyed 22. 18, I think, was the last kind of gold standard FIFA game. So 23 is getting up there. I'm enjoying the Create Your Own Club mode. Um, I've got my beloved Taunton Town FC um, now fighting out in the lower leagues. Um, the, the goal is to become Premier League champions and then European champions uh, with Taunton Town. Um, got, I've got to build a stadium, get to create their kits. Um, they've got Claret and blue, which is our colours, which is lovely. And uh, yeah, we're going to see where I can take Taunton Town. And I'm having a good time with that because it's just, it may, it gives you a reason to play on because you actually want your team to do well and because it's your own team. It kind of makes you want to replay it and see where, see where you can take your team. So I'm having a good time. It's, on the field, you know, there's not a huge amount of difference really. Um, it's it's very similar to what's come before. I think, to be honest, I think they've just perfected it, and there's just no real way of adapting it too much anymore. Um, they throw out all these hyper promotion technology and super smooth action and all that stuff. It's like it's just it just feels the same. And there's a few new animations. Um, there's a few more. There's a few more cutscenes. That's <laughs> about it really. Um, but you know. It feels like a solid product, and I couldn't say that about 22 or 21. So, yeah, if this is to be the final FIFA game, um, from EA at least, before someone takes it over, who the hell it's going to be? I don't know yet. We haven't found out at the time of recording. Um, We all know it's going to be 2K, but they just haven't said anything yet. Um, Yeah, it's a good old FIFA time for FIFA goodness. If you just need that FIFA hit, then you can't go wrong this year. I I think it's a pretty solid game, to be honest. Um, am playing it on PS5, we playing it on PC as well. Oh, PC, it's lovely on PC. Um, I haven't played the Switch version. Don't buy the Switch version, obviously, because it's the same game as FIFA 18. I mean, exactly the same game, um, just with the kits and the teams updated. Um, no additional features, so please do not buy the Switch version of the game because that's absolutely dog shit. And it will just encourage EA to keep doing that ridiculous practice even more. So, yeah, stop that. That's awful. So, yeah, FIFA 23 has been my game of the week. And, um, hard to complain so far. I kick I press buttons, I kick a ball, goes into goal. What do you want more? You't doing any more than that um Mars, how you finally get this year? uh, I'm really enjoying how easy it is to score goals,
1: and I'm also getting rageful <laughs> how easy it is to concede goals. uh I play on world class and I'm in the career mode, and that's all I've actually played so far, and I'm winning matches like seven three, eight four like four, three, five, four, like constantly. Um, I actually celebrated that on my 12th match of the season, I finally kept a clean sheet. It took me 12 <laughs> matches to keep one clean sheet. And then I kept three in a row, and then I conceded five. Oof. So, but it, it, I got to agree with you. I think this is like a really fun entry in it. I think they've kind of thrown the realism aspect a little bit out the window and said, you know what? This is the last one. Everybody can just have a good laugh at how like awful the goalkeeping—the goalkeeping, the goalkeeping AI—is even worse than I swear it was like ten years ago. Um, but I feel like some of it's been done on purpose just to make it more exciting and just more of a thrill to play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopping into a couple of the other modes and trying a bit more of it. But from what I've played, I've had a good time and I've
0: got like a bit of that addictive bug of wanting to keep playing it. Yeah, it's always there and in the back of your head.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. just
0: good knock out FIFA for another twenty minutes or so.
1: That's it. You're like, I'll hop on for one match and then six matches later and you're like, Oh, the whole night's gone, what have I done? <laughs>
0: but it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good times. Uh right then, let's move on to the quiz with cat the quiz with cat the quiz with cat <laughs> this is this, this is good music or whatever dj khaled says Another you just literally one. did pit, you just
2: did pitbull and then you did khaled yeah <laughs> we the
0: best music uh, that's the one yeah. uh, there's so many guest stars on this track okay what can i say
2: <laughs> Jason, <Rulo.
0: laughs> oh my god p diddy bad boys for life <laughs> There's so many people on this track
2: Such a good quiz theme song. Oh, my God. How did I get all these banging stars?
0: That's crazy. I'm actually quite proud of this.
2: (laughs) What? Oh, my God. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) That's Timbaland. All right. Anywho, (laughs) (laughs) anywho, I don't know if I can do this quiz now because I mean that was it, really, wasn't it? That was the quiz. Hold on, thank you for coming. (laughs) Biscuit. Wait, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling, Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) Okay, guys, (laughs) guys, Uh... guys, right.
2: So, I'm quite proud of this quiz because not only did I feel like I, I mean, obviously, this quiz would have been done before, but like I had to research every, fin- I always research it, but like I really thought about this. I was like, right, I'm going to have a range of times, I'm going to have a range of consoles, sort of, you know. <laughs> so, this quiz is this or that, which came first?
0: The chicken or the egg? Huh? The chicken or the egg? Yeah, essentially. The egg essentially the-
2: except this one has an answer
0: um well the egg obviously came first what the fuck did the chicken? yeah it had from? to be the egg, the egg yeah listen, i'm not going to
2: egg. this listen i'm not going to this. this is why my quizzes are chaotic because you fucking bring up <laughs> philosophical shite <laughs> when i'm trying about? to do it oh yes yeah, it's
0: very political stuff this isn't it yes
2: <laughs> no i said philosophical not political oh, Okay.
0: how oh,
1: okay. <laughs> dare you say eggs <laughs>
0: You know what really oh. annoys me about that is that one where it's like, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around here, it, doesn't make a sound. Of course, it fucking made a sound. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does though.
2: No, it doesn't though.
0: Well, of course it does. No, it doesn't. The sheer though. velocity of the tree hitting the floor would no. make a sound. No, 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 That's no, no. That's velocity. Doesn't, a doesn't sound though.
2: Yeah. Really? No, it doesn't though. I'll tell you why, because it doesn't it, it doesn't vertebra- vertebrae, that's a fucking backbone. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't vertebrae. vertebrae. What You're do you right. know what I'm trying to say? It doesn't it doesn't vibrate against anyone's eardrum to hear it, so it doesn't make a sound. That's, I know that's
0: that- the byline of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't vertebrae. <laughs> it
2: doesn't vertebrae. This going swimmingly. Anywho, this is this is not the trolley problem, so can we? <laughs>
1: oh my god, can we do the trolley problem? <laughs>
2: no one uh, day one day maybe uh, <laughs> if you have a ryzen in one car god of war in the other well...
1: <laughs> comment if you'd like us to do a philosoph- <laughs> philosophy philosophy <laughs> oh my god a philosophy podcast there we go mm. jesus christ
2: Anywho, Anywho, can i do my fucking quiz please <laughs> yes sorry <laughs> okay okay mm. okay okay. right
0: right then <laughs> Maybe I was
2: like all of these ideas.
0: <laughs> oh my God, there's so many podcasts to come. I go
2: Oh my God, we could do a whole quiz about you know another one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: another Bye, one. Another
2: one. Wait, okay. Another
0: one.
1: We the oh. best music. <laughs> <laughs> you smart. You loyal.
2: <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of Little Wayne's. Then what's his? Uh, oh, it's like. Young Money. That's it. Yeah. Anywho.
0: I love how you're derailing your own.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I might as well just, I can't fucking beat him. I'll join him. Um, um...
0: Fuck off, Dappy. You're not welcome here.
2: Go away. No, no, no. Anywho.
0: How dare you coming on track, Dappy? Piss off. Dr. Drake. All right.
2: Have we got our
0: system? I can't really confirm. I don't feel like you
2: have. Guys, get out of system.
0: Oh, my God. It's Rudy Blige. Let's get it pumping though the running, running, <laughs> dance for me. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, Soldiers dance for me.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. People would come on here to listen about games. We've just babbled at them. Fuck. Anywho, can I do my bloody quiz now, please?
0: What if there's a cat in a box? No, no. What? <laughs> there isn't a cat oh, in the boxes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Do you not know forget the quiz? Fuck it.
1: <laughs> you both lose. Oh, I mean, it's no different. Damn.
2: Damn. Anyhow, you ready to play the quiz? Yes. Would you like to play my quiz? Only if up. it's about
0: cats and boxes.
2: <laughs> okay, which cat in the box came first? Okay. I don't
1: know. The first what? one.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm right. going to open it to find out.
2: Okay. Okay. If you could quiet on set, please quiet on All stage. Quiet right. on stage. Are we doing okay. hands up again? Um, sure. Brilliant, thanks, Mars. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, oh, I need to. I need something that's going to keep the score. Brilliant. That's what you are, Mars. Piece of poo. Anywho. B I G. Okay, so if you've not been part of the quiz before, um, I will read out the question. Why laugh, Mars?
0: Um, <laughs> Sorry.
2: Um, if you've not been part of the quiz before, do you know what? <laughs> 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 oh my God, what's the matter with you both? <sighs> I'm not even going to say it now, I'm just going to go straight into it, because I can't say it now. It's like that thing. Anywho, like <laughs> <right>, question one.
1: <laughs> sorry, we're just being immature, sorry.
2: Apologize to everyone listening because you're being annoying.
0: Sorry guys. Apologies <laughs> to the audience. Sorry, this is a 175th episode. We get very excited. Can't you see the amount of people that on our team that were excited about this particular endeavor? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Out of your system. Banana.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's go.
2: Okay. Okay. You're ready for the quiz. Yeah. We're we ready. Let's a Actually, do. Let's a goal. Okay. So, um, emoji for the answer. Obviously, try and think about it, and just like say one random because it is just between two answers. <laughs> um, and then I'll let you know. Okay. So, question one: Which came first, the PlayStation or the Xbox? What, Ross? PlayStation. You would be correct, sir. Um, question two, which came first, theme hospital or theme park? Ross.
0: Theme park.
1: What? What's first?
2: Uh, not on my screen, it's not. Oh. You're totally right as well, Ross. Well done, mate.
0: Um, I know. Uh, is, that,
2: is, that, is that quite a quite a popular game for you?
0: I was confident <laughs> about that one.
2: You, you were. It sounded like you were. Um, question three, which came first, Silent Hill or Resident Evil? Oh, Ross. Resident Evil. Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry, Miles. Uh, question 'cause four. <laughs> um you always
0: come second, Miles? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: He doesn't. That's not. He doesn't. Anywho, um, which came first? The Uno video game or the Monopoly video game? Miles. Uno? No. Cool. Ross, I'm not going to do the thing where I give it to the other person. (laughs) That's just silly. (laughs) Why?
0: You do in every other quiz.
2: Yeah, because this is between two answers. I've already given you the answer. That's
0: the risk of going first, to be fair.
2: Fine, fine. All right, then, Ross? (laughs)
0: Monopoly. (laughs) Monopoly. You'd be right.
2: I actually, do you know what? Do you know what's a big fat shame? Is that I'd actually done all the years for this as well in the answers, and I just haven't said any of them. So for your information, just in case you wanted to know, the first Monopoly game to ever come out was in 1985 the video game, and it was on the Commodore 64 and the MS-DOS, mm. as opposed to the UNO video game, which came out in 2006.
0: Wow, the that was Hospital... a, a big gap
2: it is a big gap. Theme Hospital came out in 97, Theme Park came out in 94, PlayStation came out in 94, the Xbox was 2001. I didn't write down the rest of the evil one and I don't know why, that was stupid of me. Anywho, uh, (laughs) question 5, Call of Duty or Metal Gear Solid? Miles?
1: Metal Gear Solid.
2: Do 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 you would be right. Uh, So Metal Gear Solid came out in 1998 and Call of Duty's first release was in 2003 question six dungeon keeper or duke nukem ross dungeon keeper no Uh
0: oh you're
2: wrong miles
1: duke nukem
2: oh no i can't believe you got that
0: now i'm on the other side of that that's really annoying (laughs)
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah. well you're the one who voted it in so. Yeah, uh, so Dungeon Keeper came in 97 and Duke Nukem was in 91
1: I actually did know that one simply because I knew that I wasn't born when Duke Nukem came out but I was born because I played Dungeon Keeper as a kid
2: oh interesting fair enough that was the only way
1: I actually knew that one.
2: Oh, fair enough okay um, okay question 7 which came first uh, Fallout or Far Cry, Ross?
0: Ooh, Fallout. Yeah, you'd be Uh Okay, good. <laughs> You're, <a distraction. laughs> You're unsure, that. Wasn't sure um, about that one.
2: So, Fallout, uh, Fallout's first release was in 1997, and Far Cry's was in
0: 2004. Oh,
2: bloody hell. Question eight. Which came first? God of War or Uncharted? Miles. Uh, God of War. Yeah, you'd be right.
1: I got stuck for a second there. I was like, hold on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't do Horizon because I was like, it's going to be too obvious. But Uncharted is actually really close. So God of War is 2005, first release, and Uncharted is 2007.
1: Nice.
2: Um, question nine What came first, Street Fighter or Streets of Rage?
0: Ooh. Did you say me?
2: Ooh. Yeah, I did say you.
0: I'm definitely. Streets first on my, of Rage. My thing, but
2: Ah, uh, you'd be wrong. No, Ross,
0: is it Street Fighter? Oh, oh my God, you're <laughs> no. so right. How no. did you get? No. That? How did you get that? <laughs> oh my God, this is just, just. I just. I just knew it. You know what I mean? I know. You just felt you just it had, like inside. an
2: tingling and a real yeah. big feeling. Um, question. Oh, oh well, so Street Fighter. Oh my God. Um, so Street Fighter. <laughs> um, came out in eighty-seven, and Streets of Wet Rage came out in ninety-one.
0: I was zero years old when um, Street Fighter came out. I think I was months old when that game came oh, out. Oh, really?
2: Were you born in 87?
0: 86, bruv.
2: 86, bruv. Are oh, you fucking old, bruv?
0: Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> you got me a birthday present this week.
2: I did. I, I did. You Thank should... you, guys. It was so special. In a minute, you can tell the, you can tell the class what we got you. Oh, well.
0: Um,
2: And the final question is, what came first? Echo the Dolphin or Lemmings? Ross.
0: Jesus Christ. It's got to be Lemmings.
2: You're very right. It is Lemmings. Oh. But only by a year.
0: Yeah. To be fair, I was going to say In my head, there's a massive gap between the two because I played Lemmings on an Amiga and played Echo on a Mega Drive. And in my head, they're years apart, but they're not at all, really.
2: <laughs> no, not at all. I played them both on Sega. So, wow. on a Mega Drive. Uh, Ross, smash that, my dude. Yay! Well done, mate. Got Thanks. seven. Miles, you got three. Well done, Ooh. dudes. Well done. Wasn't that a fun quiz? Oh, was. It was a good one. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it was hard coming up with like similar esque games mm. like Streets of Rage and then Street Fighter. And then, like, because the thing is, you can't make it too obvious. Like, God of War and Horizon was too obvious because it's like God of War, has so many releases. Horizon was like, what, 2018, 17?
0: Yeah. 16, I think.
2: So, it? Hmm. I don't um, know. Anyway, well done, ads.
0: That was cool. Can we have a part two of that one, one not
2: Of course we can.
0: That was dope, hon. Pre-ordering part two for that one.
2: <laughs> Pre-ordering. <laughs> part two, you want it in the
0: oven right now. Need the remake. Give it to me. Um, <laughs> grand, thank you, Kat. No thank you very worries. much indeed, as no. ever. No worries. As a treat, let's talk Crash Bandicoot. Because...
1: Yeah!
0: It would appear that Crash's next game is going to be announced at the Game Awards in December. Reading from VDC, Mr. Jordan Miller, the long-rumoured Crash Bandicoot Womper could be announced at the Game Awards according to media packages that have been sent to press and influencers. We didn't get one, but it's fine. I'm over it. The box, which also announced that Crash Bandicoot 4 it's about time was coming to Steam on October 18th, has seemingly confirmed that one per League, a game that has been rumoured for some time, will be shown later this year. A sticker on the box reads, Hungry for more? Try a new Wampa pizza for 12 pounds eight pence." This is seemingly a reference to the Game board, which takes place on December 8th. Do you see what they did there? Very, very clever. So, Kat, are we excited about Wampa League? Finally? This could be a reality.
2: Um, am I excited about Wampa League? I'm excited that they are still continuing to continue the Crash IP. I'm excited that it's not dying with, with Crash 4 um that excites me um i'm intrigued but i'm not excited like i'm intrigued i I just it's supposed to be a multiplayer um game did you notice as well that everyone's nearly um referenced that canadian guy f guy because he just has the inside knowledge on crash stuff like he is i don't know i don't know who he's rubbing shoulders against but like yeah games radar quoted him vgc have like named him He's just the end guy, but they do seem to have heavily referenced that they might be mm. um, showcasing this um, very, very soon, or releasing releasing this very soon um, at the Game Awards. But am I excited? I, I don't know how it's going to play. We don't know what Wumper League truly is. There are like speculation that it's like a multiplayer like pit two teams collecting per fruit mini game-esque slash racing slash fighting like we're not really sure what it means right now um i'd love to see more i'd be really excited to see more am i sad that it's not crash 4 <laughs> not crash 4 am i sad that it's not spyro 4 yeah because i thought the crash news when you put crash news on the agenda i thought it was that crash 4 was being ported to pc because it is also being that that's also a thing that's happening. Mm. Um, which is great for PC players who haven't experienced it because it's a bloody great game. You can check out the review. I think Toby did it um on finger Um so yeah, I guess that's my answer. I'm sorry if you expected me to be much more excited. I am excited. I'm really glad it's happening. I just am more intrigued because we know literally nothing. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it it's like I, I'm intrigued to know if it's gonna hit. Hit the
0: See, I knew you were going to be buzzing because it's not Spyro I know. or Crash Five, but it's something.
2: It, it is something. something. That's it's what something I mean. So I'm, middle. I'm glad that they are still continuing the IP. It's good. It's good news. It's good stuff. You know, keep feeding that IP, baby.
0: <laughs> Will Spyro make an appearance in one league? Do you think? Hmm. Will Spyro make an appearance in one League? Do you think?
2: I think he will. I think he will. I think he probably will. Uh, Crash 4 is, um, it, it kind of references and it does have Spyro designs in it. One of the levels is literally like there's a giant inflatable um, uh, Spyro that like literally hangs in this big like balloon parade. I think oh. they would, I think people will be purposely looking for Spyro. Hints, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Spyro design, or if they did have characters in it, like Spyro is one of the characters. um, I'd be shocked if there was absolutely no Spyro Easter eggs.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that far before throwing my. Oh really?
2: Oh no! There's a really lovely parade, like balloon parade level in Crash Four, and one of the balloons is a giant Spyro, like floats in the background.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I like that a lot. Um Miles, where are your hope levels for Grand Ground the Geek League?
1: Yeah, kind of middling. Um I'm quite similar to Cat. I just want to know more about what this game is actually going to be, how it's going to play, what it's going to involve. If there's gonna be more than just like a single mode that it just does. Um I'm glad Toys for Bob are getting to work on something that they want to work on and not Call of Duty, which is cool. Um I think Spyro will actually be in it. I reckon they'll be a playable character because if it's going to be like a team based thing or like some kind of multiplayer, they can throw in whatever they want. And Spyro was in Crash Team Racing. So they'll definitely be in it. I reckon there'll be a host of characters from Spyro ported mm. in. Um, I'm not too certain on the multiplayer aspect myself, but then I also wasn't too sure on Crash Team Racing and had an absolutely fucking great time with that game. So. I'm kind of a little bit cautious because I wonder where Activision will go with the monetization policy. Overwatch 2 has just come out and people are very unhappy with the state of it and its monetization, as they always are with anything Activision. Um, But at the same time, it's crash stuff. So it's something to get a little bit excited for uh, in the hope that it's just like this fun just enjoyable multiplayer game where you can just hop on with your mates or go into like uh, a lobby of randoms and just have this gloriously chaotic stupid bit of fun and if it is that and there's a couple of modes and it's well designed and it's not glitchy and buggy as hell um, and the monetization is kept to you know a manageable level then I'll be pretty happy um, I'm not expecting loads with this I'm expecting it to be a side project because that's pretty much what it is um, but I think if they pull it off and do it right, I think it'll have its niche and a little community that'll build up because Crash Team Racing was genuinely really fun and really well designed. So um I've got a bit of hope that it'll be alright. What about you, Roscoe?
0: Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I don't have the same kind of affection for the, the series. So I'm like, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I really enjoyed Crash 4, I really enjoyed Crash Team Racing. I sucked at Crash Team Racing, but um I enjoyed it, what I played. It was good fun. So um yeah, I played Crash on the Run on my phone for a bit. That was actually all right. As far as free to play mobile games go. So um yeah. I'm excited to see what it is. New games, which will get people excited, all about that. So Yeah. Just show us more yeah. is basically the message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's not a free to play multiverses kind of thing. Um, I hope that um, you know, Activision do have a massive <laughs> roster of characters, they could quite easily monetize this out of the fucking window, but um, hopefully they don't.
1: Imagine like Soap Tanny up and just beating the crap out of Crash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be fun. laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Fun fact, I've had Overwatch 2 installed on my PS5 since launch and I haven't been able to get a game. Not one game. How many thousands of people are in the queue ahead of you? Um At one point there was zero. I was like, oh, I'm in. And then it just didn't load. Didn't Uh-oh. load. Didn't um, load. And then I had 600 and then 7,000. Um, and then 400. <laughs> um, and so... Fuck this game. Fuck it out of the window. It's deleted off my PS5. I can't be arsed.
1: Honestly, they've botched it. If you if there's a video game, Donkey's done a video on it, and it's basically just him reviewing the title screen of the game, waiting to get into it. And he's got like <laughs> 40,000 people ahead of him. And he finally gets to load up to the screen and then it crashes. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: awful. What I find interesting is that they've 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 deleted this, um, we require your phone number to play thing. Yeah. And they've put it in Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. I
1: uh, what's wrong with these lot i, I don't, don't i don't understand it how can they be this shit the thing that they've done for years
0: yeah it don't make some sense um but there we are um yeah crash League looks to be coming jeff keeley's got the exclusive yet again you know what he does um right then let's talk about the biggest news of the week which was of course the super mario brothers trailer um the internet was a gas when Nintendo announced that we are going to see the Super Mario Brothers trailer in 24 hours time. The 24 hours arrived, and we all sat down, and we feared the worst. And you know what? I fucking love that trailer. I thought it was fantastic. But, of course, there has always been internet speculation. I want to see what you guys thought. Um, Boz, what did you make of the Mario Brothers trailer? I mean, in general, Mario is not really my
1: thing. Um, Yes, no, that's the question. but Taylor and I was pleasantly surprised I was I didn't hate it <laughs> so I I'm interested to hear your take on Chris Pratt being Mario <laughs> that's what I really came onto the pod just to hear your take on that mm. um but I think this actually looks better than I would have given it credit for um I can't say I'm like super hyped to watch it but it looks like it's been made with a lot of high production value and if they pull it off, it could be like the Sonic movies, which have actually done pretty well for themselves. Um, so, don't talk do you... about
2: the Sonic movies. You've refused to see the Sonic movies. Don't. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, they've you, done Get their well. name out of your mouth.
0: Why <laughs> have you refused to see the Sonic movies? I just. It's just not for me.
2: You don't know that you've not seen it. How
0: fucking dare you? Yeah, literally. Yeah.
2: Get their name out of your mouth because it's a gonna fucking
0: cracking
2: movie. Jim Carrey is nearly at his best again in those movies.
0: It is classic Jim Carrey. We are talking oh. peak Jim Carrey. Yeah, Grinch Jim Carrey. Ace Ventura Jim Carrey. It's talking levels. You know what I'm saying? Ben Schwartz, Sonic, Perfectly acceptable. Good okay. stuff. <laughs> Fine. Perfectly acceptable. They got the actual VO of the video games for Tales. I mean, come on. Yeah. And the thing is, they're not that bad. They're fun movies. Are they going right. to change your world? No, but they're fun. And they're not terrible, which they could have been really easily.
2: Yeah, with that face on there. Yeah. So stop being a dick,
0: Miles. What have you got to say for yourself?
1: I'm sorry.
2: You are not sorry, though, are you? Because you're not going to watch them.
1: No, I'm not. And no, I'm not.
0: <laughs> Said that about Fortnite, didn't he? I mean... Yeah, I, d- I did
1: say that about Fortnite.
0: And I'll openly admit it's to that one. so
2: unnecessarily stubborn. Just watch the fucking movie. If yeah.
0: If it's on TV one day, and you switch it over. You're going to sit down and watch it. Your curiosity will get the better of you.
1: I'd rather play FIFA. <laughs>
0: hmm. I wonder if I can get Miles the Sonic box set for Christmas. <laughs> Ooh. Then you'd have to watch it. As <laughs> you'd as have it would, to watch you know, it because yeah, it would be to...
2: like fully rude not to. Yeah,
1: we, yeah we I can't, really I can't be an asshole about it, so I would have to watch them then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well,
0: if that's what it takes, then that's what we have to do, isn't it? But
1: the Mario trailer looked good. Even as someone who doesn't care for these things, I thought it looked good, and I think that's a pretty ringing endorsement.
0: Are we planning on a finger gun trip to the cinema next year to go see it? I, you know, would like, I, I was would just quite about to say that.
2: that. I was like, shall we do it? But then I didn't know if, if Zoe... Well, Zoe can come too if she wants to. But I didn't know if you were going to date it. So, like, if you're going to date it, then fine. But, like, actually, <laughs> yeah, let's all let's all finger gun it to the cinema. Um,
0: Yeah, Zoe's well up for seeing it. So,
2: nice. Yeah. Okay. It's a date.
0: Yeah, double date for Mario. Ooh.
1: Can you please tell me your take on Chris Pratt now, please? I really want to hear
0: your rant. I want um, to. Kat, what did you make of the Mario Brothers <laughs> trailer? <laughs>
2: i loved it i was the one who actually showed miles because i was like look at this like it actually looks really really good i think the production looks really good i think the introduction to bowser looks really really cool people are like oh we didn't get to see peach shut up it's like a like 15 second trailer if that's 30 seconds i think jack black has already smashed his performance you can't even tell it's Jack Black you can't even hear it yet I'm sure you'd about to hear it in the film but like oh, I think he. I think yeah when I was cast I was a bit like okay interesting choice like it um but no I, I'm really digging Jack Black's performance of Bowser in the 15 seconds I've watched I've been seeing a lot of um I guess I've been following Chris Scullin's Fred about It should be uh, Charles Martinet it should be Is that how he says his name Martinet Martinet no we do it. anywho it should be the Martinet, original I Martinet yes because he's because he's um Italian French I don't know anywho anywho they were saying that it should be him and then other people have said like actually that'd be really fucking annoying and you know I don't really have a dog in the race because I think like it's it's I don't know, like, then you're, that's like saying, like, James Bond should have always been Sean Connery. Like, yeah, that would mm-hmm. have been cool, but, like, you know, Daniel Craig's still done a cracking job. I think people would have given a lot of, like, Chris Pratt a lot of unnecessary hate for someone who is a very, very good actor. We've heard seconds of his voice, and, you know, maybe, maybe it would be amazing, or maybe he shouldn't have gone there. We won't know until we watch the movie. um Yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion either way right now. I know that beloved Mario fans will be like, "It shouldn't have been him." Which I do know I understand because I think if somebody, if somebody did like a Winnie the Pooh movie, (laughs) this is really strange, and then it wasn't you know the person who voiced Winnie the Pooh, and they were still you know readily available and they hadn't been asked, I'd have been like, "That's a bit fucked up," but (laughs) you know, so I understand where people are coming from. But I guess we haven't. Uh, it's very close minded to say oh that was shit that was that was this that was that because we don't know and mm-hmm. i guess like let's watch the movie let's take it in and let's see but it is risky it's very risky to take what like a like a 20 30 year old franchise 5 year old franchise and change the voice in the end <laughs> like in the one movie 55 years later that's a risky it's a risky business that is um <clears throat> but We'll see. We'll see. Indeed. I feel like that was very civilized of me. I didn't really have a, you know, fuck this shit or I don't care. It's just like, you know, we'll just wait and see.
0: Right then. Well, let's get ready for one, shall we?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, go on then, Ross. Go on. <laughs> are you gonna hit are you are you diehard fan who's livid? No, I'm not. Oh, okay.
0: Um I have no opinion either way on Chris Pratt. Um Chris Pratt, whilst being the worst Chris in all of Hollywood, um,
2: No that's Pine
0: I don't I don't How dare you I actually do agree You leave Chris Pine out of your mouth
2: Like Chris Pine is lovely Like cool But like what's he been in You know
0: He was in Star Trek
2: Cool No one fucking cares But I tell you what people (laughs) do care (laughs) about Who's I tell you what people do care about Is um, Guardians of the Galaxy Where he's actually hilarious Community Hilarious Which one was it Wonder Woman Not Community Um, Parks and Rec
0: Wreck. He was great in Parson Wreck.
2: There you
0: go. I really enjoyed him in Parson Wreck. There you go. And now he's just...
2: Now he's skinny and hot. <laughs> now, now Everyone's he's just, livid. <laughs> now
0: he's this generic action man and it's like <laughs> oh my god, get the fuck over yourself. I can't take it. It's two, it's two Amazon series that he's got. He made an Amazon movie to, called The Tomorrow War, which was fucking dreadful, where he played a elite soldier brought back for one last mission. He's now got a series called The Terminal List where he plays an elite soldier Apparently pulled back for on one last mission.
2: This is really cool. I'm really, really it's
0: good. Not, it's really bad. Oh, I also you okay. compare it to Jack Ryan. Don Krasinski's on fire in that, too. Jack right.
2: Ryan, it's fit.
0: Yeah, we're talking. We're talking. Anyway, Chris Pratt, I've got no problem with really. As a voice actor, I like him as Emmett in the Lego Movie. I think he's got some good chops. He was great in Onward. Um, so, you know, no beef with him as a voice actor, really. The problem I have is people saying it should be Charles Martinet. This is an interesting take. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Mario's voice is one of the most infuriatingly grating sounds in entertainment history. If you can stomach that for an hour and a half of Mario going, Yahoo! Okie dokie! It's a me, Mario! It would drive you fucking crazy. For that long. Especially he was doing like long monologues, which he doesn't do in the video games. He doesn't really have a voice in the video games. It's just something to fill in these little silences. He doesn't talk at all. So why they're pushing Martine to be a full-time voiceover artist for him in a movie, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Purely because his voice would become so frustratingly annoying by the end of it. That That's why it's pinned down. That's why it's cut out of most games. Because it's just... It's just Mario going "yahoo!" Oh,
1: Luigi! Ah,
0: you know it's just it's just little sound bites. It's not really a character. It's just little sound bites, and you know Charles Martinet may be able to pull that off, but that voice as Mario for a whole movie? Nah, that would drive me mad. I think, and I think my theory about this movie has come correct. I really think I don't know from the teaser trailer, but. Mario shoots out of this pipe and lands in the Mushroom Kingdom and has no idea what this Mushroom Kingdom is. My theory well, on the podcast way back when was that we start in real life and then a character played by Chris Pratt gets sucked into a video game and turns into Mario. And I think that's what's happening. It gives credence to his voice. It gives credence to him not knowing anything or not knowing who Toad was. So I think I, think I wanted something, guys. I think I want something, there. Yeah. But um, we shall see. I don't mind about the voice. We heard so little of it. Um, It doesn't bother me at all. I've got no issue with Chris Pratt. But if it was Charles Martinet, as classic and historical as his voice is and as iconic as it is, I think it would be great for that period of time. Particularly if your protagonist is Mario and he's got a lot of dialogue. So I think that's probably why they went this way instead of sticking with him. There you go.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, that's also um, Chris Cullen's takes, which I've been following on Twitter. So, yeah, not against it. Yeah. We'll just have to see. When's it out next year?
0: April, I believe, yeah. Yeah, we got plenty of time. And there'll be another couple of trailers before that as well. So... Um, nice. What I really want to see is Seth Rogan as Donkey Kong.
2: Yes, that'll be sick.
0: <laughs> I need I need to hear that voice. Yeah, because... that'll
2: actually be sick.
0: That's good but yeah, I agree with Jack Black. I think he's going to steal the whole film.
2: Yeah, um, I think, I think his, he really
0: will. His kind of like brief appearance as Bowser in the trailer <laughs> was like okay, they've nailed this. This is fine. Um I laughed I laughed plenty of times. I laughed when they were throwing the snowballs at Bowser. I Thought it was funny. Um they've they found a a, a nice level. It feels kind of like Minion-y Sonic-y kind of humor and so yeah, I think adults will get a lot out of this as well. Same. So, yeah, I'm excited. And then we started for our double date to go see it. That's going to be hype.
2: Wicked, will be sick. Woo!
0: Don't book any weddings that weekend.
2: Promise. Wait, when's it go? Wait, when does it come out?
0: Um, the trailer says April seventh.
2: Okay.
1: That should be yeah. That should be safe. Yeah,
0: we're good. <laughs> should be safe for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see for now. Um, right then, let's talk. Um, Need for Speed, which is returning in December. Need for Speed Unbound got itself a very cool trailer uh, this week. Cat, um, what did you make of the trailer?
2: Do you know what? I'm gonna be honest. As the world's I, biggest.
0: I, fan I a Need for Speed, speed fan.
2: <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't let me, <laughs> I mean, I can watch it right now. Let me just have a little look. Because yeah, maybe, my, maybe, 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 my I'm bad, because that speed. is, yeah, that's my bad for not doing my homework. Um, I guess um it was me not giving a fuck about Need for Speed, potentially. Um, um never played it, never even watched the film. Even though it's an Aaron Paul in the film version.
0: He is, yeah.
2: Yeah, fit, honestly. That dude.
0: Some say it killed his movie career.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: Before I even started. <laughs>
2: that sucks because he is a bae.
0: Well, after breaking bad, he had the opportunity <clears throat> to do anything he wanted. And he did Need and for Speed. He chose the Need for Speed movie.
2: And then he was in like this film with the same girl from Need for Speed. It was like, girl, like what the fuck? Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not really anything that, that I care for. It's it's very EA. Shit, I don't I don't give a shit about not to sound all Greg about it. But um but no, yeah, geez. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm here for crash, I'm here for I'm here for I can't even find this bloody trailer. I'm like, let me try and see this trailer because you know, maybe I will. but the thing is I'm I'm just not a racing game kind of girl anymore. I actually once had on PlayStation a game um that was a racing game and for the life of me I couldn't tell you what it was called. I'd love somebody to write in and tell me what it was called. It was on PlayStation and you had like basically three cars. You had a pink car, a white car and a yellow car and they were all different types and it wasn't driver. Whoever is like, oh it's probably driver. No, it wasn't driver. Um I have no idea what it was called in a box the fuck out of me. But it was so good. It was probably my favorite one. But other than like Grand Theft Auto, which isn't a racing game. <laughs> That's the <a> kind of <laughs> only no. only kind of car shit I get into. Okay. Um
0: Was
1: it Ridge Racer?
2: Rage Racer.
1: Ridge Racer.
2: Oh, let me have a look.
0: What was the name of the one that it was like wet or juice or no, it was a Ridge Racer.
2: <laughs> was no. it Juice? Oh, I don't
0: know. No, it's not. Google's telling me it's not. Juiced
2: juiced
1: juiced let's have a look well it's a mystery that we all want to solve
0: now yes we we're we're um,
2: no and what happened is that you'd like you'd you'd drive in miami and it'd be very sunsetty remember that
1: is it Friend, i've thought of, if i see
2: <laughs> no. oh it's gonna really bother me it was really basic from what i remember anywho that's my opinion of new speed Apparently Twitter are having a war as well. Everyone's beefing with the Twitter right now. Um, yeah, I'm just not your girl for it. And I can't even find the trailer to try and quickly do my homework now, so my bad. Slap on the wrist okay. for me.
0: I'm going to find it for you. Ten maybe. points
2: off of Ravenclaw. We're
0: going to talk to Miles, and then I'm going to come back to you. Fine. I'm going to send you the trailer in Slack. Fine. <laughs> uh, Miles, what did you make of the trailer? Please tell me uh, watch it.
1: I did. I did watch it. Yeah. Um, I've dabbled a tiny bit in Need for Speed over the years. I think I played a couple of them on the PS2. I, I couldn't tell you which one. It might have been or Underground 2, if there was an Underground 2. I can't actually remember. Um, and when I was in sixth form, we had a PS2 in there. And people used to do all the drifting challenges to see who could best each other on it. Um, so I do have a couple of memories with it. Um, I played a little bit of Need for Speed. The one where it's called like the car and then the two police cars behind it on the the cover up pi- the run no it was what, on like what, ps4 what oh that one yeah i think it was maybe that one or heat okay. might have been heat um or that one as well and they're right to be fair they're just very kind of arcadey they're not they're not on the level of like Gran turismo or uh forza for example but they're not really designed to be it's meant to more you know be more of an arcade kind of fun experience um i like the style of this one um, from what we saw in the trailer it's quite brief um, I was a big fan of the music personally but I, that's a you know subjective choice um, but I think if they're bringing the series back hopefully they're going to do it justice because the last couple of entries didn't go down particularly well from what I remember um, so I think it's a series that deserves a bit of love and if I'm assuming it's EA publishing it again it is yes yeah, so hopefully they won't again shove it full of microtransactions and ruin it. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice for people who are into the series and like racing games, it's another option. It gives you another alternative to the traditional heavy hitters um, and provided EA design it correctly and price it right. Um, I think this could do quite well. I think if it's £70, it might not go down too well. Um, so I think EA might need to think about their pricing point or what they're offering for that price point. Mm-hmm. Uh but it looks cool. Um, I'm not a big racing fan, but if I was going to play something, I think Need for Speed would be one I would give a go. So, yeah, it looks alright. I think. Okay, cool. What about you, um, mate?
0: I like it. I like the um, the kind of the anime kind of stuff. Yeah. That, that yeah. I'm for. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, something is nice to mix it up a bit because the Need for Speeds do blend into each other after a while. It um, feels a bit
1: like FIFA Streety.
0: Yeah, I can't tell which Need for Speed game is which just by looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if the, if this one does stick with that style, unless it's just a something for the trailer, then that will be frustrating. It would just be another racing game, but um, yeah, I'm curious to see. Curious to see what this one's about.
1: I feel like that would be really poorly marketed if they show off this like, anime, cel-shaded type style, and then completely go back on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, it's EA in it, you never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, you can't really uh, you can't really predict it with EA of what they're actually going to do. Anthem looked great from its trailer
0: as well. Oh, remember those days we were around oh. them. Oh God, what travesty that was! Um, Kat, was that game called Street Racing Syndicate?
2: Let me have a look.
0: <coughs> I just typed PS2 racing games into Google, and I've got. it was PS1.
2: Didn't... It was way older than. Oh my God! Yes, it, it was PS1. I was like four, five, six. Like, it was not definitely not PS2. If you happen uh, to
0: know no. which game cut's talking about, please uh, do get a hold of us on Twitter. Yeah. F N G I D N S.
2: <laughs> Honestly, there was, like a, there was like a yellow Porsche, and there was like a pink car, and then like a white Porsche, potentially. I don't know if they were Porsches. In my mind, they were Porsches.
1: Are you certain this wasn't Driver?
2: Let's have a look. Driver, PS1.
0: Were you playing Driver when you were four years old? Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think well, so. Was it no.
2: South Park? No. <laughs> Was is it, it The Simpsons, run, Simpsons. Hit and Run? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It wasn't Driver.
0: Oh. Okay, we're never going to find out today. I think?
1: There is it? a Miami bit of Driver. Mm. Oh, well.
0: Anyway. God, Need for Speed High High Octane or whatever it's called. What's called? High Stakes. 1999. This is a this series been going on for a long ass time. So there we go. Need for Speed Unbound coming December 2nd, I believe. Not too far away now. So um yeah, if you really feel the need. For speed. <laughs> yeah. Then uh go check it out. Um right then. Um we are gonna talk about Mortal Kombat very briefly. A uh, happy 30 30th birthday, Mortal Kombat. Finish him and all that. Hardy, 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 Finish him. Fatality. Um, but first, um, before we go anywhere, today is actually International Mental Health Day and we have been talking for a while on this podcast about doing a one-off podcast about gaming and mental health and how they correlate in some way and it's we haven't found the right time to do it yet or the right kind of subject to bring it up but what we wanted to do is kind of do like a a condensed version of that um today obviously international battle days passed when this goes up but we wanted to address it regardless and make sure that we didn't miss it um so um so yeah i mean I guess I guess the biggest question is sort of like where where games sort of can help you um in that in that way if you if you need you know something to take your mind off um the well the world basically <laughs> at the present moment in time um and how video games can kind of um can kind of benefit you in that way. Um Cat, would like to jump in?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um so I think like <laughs> I mean, even if you were to just do a massively quick, like, Google search, people are writing their PhDs on the well-being of somebody and how much video games can help, Um, and they can help with anxiety, they can help with depression, Um, and that's just, like, your average everyday video game, like, your Days Gone or your Last of Us or your Crash Bandicoots or your Spirals, or your Tomb Raiders um, or your Call of Duties or your FIFAs, like... But there's also now, um, I guess, like, programs and interventions that will now include video games in treatment of anxiety and depression, which is incredible. Like, the NHS is funding these treatments and is funding the research for these treatments. Uh, VR is being used in the treatment for uh, height phobias and uh, different types of phobias. Um, And also, it's also being used to understand dementia a little bit more. It's also being used to understand psychosis a little bit more. Um, So there are like two threads of how mental health and gaming are kind of interlinked, um, which is really fun. Um, A a fun fact for you, it's an absolute fucking myth that video games create violent people. Um, And that was like told a couple of years ago now um, there was no correlation between violent people and them playing fucking Grand Theft Auto 4 um, or 5 or Vice City or anything like that Um, but I think a lot of people certainly if you were to ask a a lot of people I can imagine people would say it's a good way to escape it's a good way to have a hobby it's a good way to relate to something i think the beauty with video games at the moment is that there's so much creativity with developers um and whatever story they wish to tell can now be told in like a plethora of ways um and people can relate to it um people have like their happy place game um, and there was an idea that me and Miles had floating for quite like, We talked about it a couple of years ago about like, you know, if we ever ran our own private practice. Oh, and if you don't know, <laughs> um, myself and, and Miles are mental health therapists. We're psychotherapists. So that essentially means we are your shrinks without the DR in front of us. I always get really weird when I talk about work. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so we'd love to use mental health to, to bring well, we would like to use video games to bring out mental health because sometimes it can be really difficult to talk. And you think about party chats and you think about, like, uh, kind of voiceovers. It can be really, like, really, really therapeutic to to reconnect with people over video games. There, there's so many ways that video games can help mental health. It is, like, insane. We could talk about it for ages. Um, and, yeah, the storytelling that is out there right now you know you can find whatever is right for you and it might not even be that actually what you what you want to see or what what your story is is what you want to play actually you might just want to be like i need to take my mind off it completely it can be really healthy there is a flip side you know if somebody is isolating themselves and playing video games all day and not talking to anybody that could you know that could increase anxiety or it could increase depression so it needs to be a good balance like that does with anything but i would really advocate for people to um, play video games and it, it's always really blows my mind that the average age of video game players are in their 30s and I don't know if that says something about the people who grew up with video games um, or or what but that always blows my mind a bit because there's always this big and this is getting a completely different topic but there's always this big like video games of your kids well actually quite clearly they're not <laughs> so um yeah it's it's fascinating and it's wonderful and it can do a lot of good and you know I remember being in COVID and I was off work for a while I was I was sick off work and and uh, you know being in COVID being in that time where you couldn't see anyone you couldn't go out you couldn't go anywhere I I made a really good friend and he he lives across the fucking world and we were able to go see him and you know that's the kind of things that video games can do. Um and he's certainly shared his experiences as well that you know we've helped him in a lot of ways when he was going for the isolation in America. You know, it's just wonderful. We reconnect like Josh, Josh, we met Josh online. Um, and Josh is part of our every single day now. Like we have four days without talking to Josh and we worry that he's dead in a ditch. We're like, Where's Josh? Where's he gone? What's happened? you know. Um, you can make the best of friendships online. Um you know you can watch tiktoks and people are like oh like there's reunited ones where people have like have been best friends for like five years it can save people's lives that's the bottom line mental health and video games it can save people's lives and i think that's really important and that should never be laughed at or um mocked in any way because yeah just keep doing what you're doing and, and don't be afraid to to do it because other people think it's silly um, but also, I think it's fantastic that science is literally taking advantage of that and using it for research and intervention. Um, so, thank you for coming to my TED talk <laughs> on video games, and mental health. <laughs> but yeah, I that's I guess that's my that's my take on video games, and mental health.
0: That's awesome. I remember someone saying to me, or I, I saw it written down somewhere. You know, I said, "I said never feel bad for finding comfort in a video game," and. That really stuck with me. Um, I think that's I think that's so important. And
2: I just think it's wild to me that people can have favorite films and be um, what, what do they call them when they're like film heads, like oh, like when you like love films. I can't remember what it's called like a now. film buff like a film buff like that's a personality trait for some reason and people are like oh my god what a film buff oh my god you're so intelligent you love like, all these games and uh, all these video- all these films sorry and like then they like talk about the ins and outs of each like, scene and what it meant and what the director meant to do with that and what the actors were doing and how there's so many layers and blah, 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 blah. And it's supposed to be seen as, like, a really, in, you know, intelligent personality trait. But when it comes to, like, why isn't gaming seen in the same way? And you're completely right, Ross. Like, it almost feels strange to feel an emotion about a video game. Um, but, like, we're sat there crying at fucking Titanic in the notebook. Like, it's it doesn't quite... Comp- compute in a way and i find that really fascinating
0: as well yeah it's interesting isn't it i mean for someone who you know that are deep in the industry like we are and who love it so much you know i've acquired a plenty of video games and i'm sure there are many to come in the future that i'll do exactly the same
2: absolutely for sure um
0: you know i talk about night in the woods a lot um but that was a game that hit me unlike anything else has ever done before and it was that one game that I that I blathered in one night because I couldn't put it down because I was like, this game was made for me, you know. <laughs> it's one of those games, but this game was speaking to me directly, and you know, I was in tears by the end. It's not a sad game, really, but it just, it just, it, it, it affected me in such a massive way. And I remember writing the review almost immediately. Like I just, I just put it down. And was like, right, I need to get this out, and it was bloody long. I know I don't write long reviews, you know that. I like to get straight to the point, but. You know that one was just like, yeah, it "Hit me so hard," and you know I'll I'll always advocate for that. Fucking like the Last of Us, you're crying within the first twenty minutes. You know you've you've got to. Not every game is going to make you cry. You know the same way that no you no know, not every film does. It's 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 it is it different, isn't it? It's a very different thing. But you know, gaming gaming writing and narrative writing is getting more serious and it's getting more respected. Um. And I think that's a very important thing, especially with the likes of God of War and The Last of Us. You know, the writing in are so strong that, um, you know, hopefully it'll start to be taken a little bit more seriously in that regard. But, um, yeah, I mean, video games and have helped me through an awful lot of things. I won't go into it now, but you know, this weekend was the two-year anniversary of my life completely imploding and, you know, my leg stopping working, my relationship breaking down, and you know, a lot of things happening all at once and it was a horrifically scary time for me. Um, and it's something that I still look back on with a lot of trauma. Um, I try and I try to move forward. I've I'm much happier now, I'm in a r I'm in a great relationship, I've got a great job, a good life, got good mates, everything's fine and perfect and wonderful. I couldn't ask for anything more. But you know, it's always there. And I think video games at that time. It was a struggle to get through video games because I couldn't focus. I couldn't keep my mind on anything. And it was it was dumb games that helped me through that time. When I say dumb games, I mean like, you know, the regularity and the comfort of Fortnite and the, it doesn't matter if you fail of Fall Guys, you know, stuff like that. Stuff where I didn't have to finish it. I didn't have to succeed. I didn't, no one's asking me to win. No one's asking me to be better at it, you know, it's like, it's just Fortnite and it's full Guys, it's video games that you can just play and Rocket League, you know, things like that you know um, I was looking for casual stuff and Animal Crossing good god, Animal Crossing um, I, I don't know I reckon Animal Crossing saved a lot of lives during lockdown, and I think it should be commended for that and, you know it was a really horrible time and video games, I've always loved video games, I've always been a huge part of my life um, I still have to this day explain to people why I'm still into video games even though they're made for adults not made for kids and it's it's still something that I struggle with you know I still have that trauma it's just does follow me everywhere um, but you know it doesn't hurt me as much as it used to um, at all and I'm so grateful for that I'm grateful for video games and for, for the people around me to have, to have you know gotten through that and Yeah, video games will always play a big part in my life and I know how important they are to me and how much I appreciate them as art and how I would always look to them as art and as incredible feats of engineering. Um, Not all of them, but, you know, um, the very best ones, the ones that we hold close to our heart, you know, those are the ones that will stay with us forever and those experiences deserve to be shared. And it's like, if you can take this game, games like Unpacking, Games like Lake, you know, things like that, that are just so emotionally driven. Um, Lake is one of the, well, no, not Lake. Uh, sorry, uh, Unpacking is one of the, one of the saddest games I've ever played. <laughs> one of the most emotionally charged things I've ever put myself through. And it's a game about unpacking boxes. But it's the way that it's told, the narrative, the way that they sell that game is so perfect and so emotionally charged. By the end of it, you're in tears because it's like, how the hell did they do this? This is just a game about taking things out of boxes and putting them into cupboards. But for some for some reason, you know, by the end of it, you're absolutely broken, and it's just, uh, you know, that that's the wonder of this incredible industry that we love so much. And oh, but I try not to take it for granted. Anyway, you know, I try not to be that critical about games. I <laughs> No, I have been critical about games. Um, it's it's part of the gig here at Vingens, and those the 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 idea that you know, I I don't hate. Any video game. You, know, you you got a video game out on a on a system. Well done. That's one point or at least two points in my book. Um, the rest of it is, you know, it's it's not up to me how well this thing does. So, you know, it's, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I'd always be grateful for people trying because there are games out there that have saved people's lives and people that rely on it to do that. And, you know, I think Naughty Dog are probably front and centre in that right now. And same as Santa Monica. Um, we're doing wonderful things um so yeah, anyway, uh yeah, two years ago, everything was shit. two years later, everything is awesome, and I'm very grateful for video games for their part in that um so yeah, i'll stop ram I'll stop uh, rambling now um miles um obviously obviously you're also a um a shrink, a psycho and this 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 is this. this, this. Psycho. A psycho something. A psycho of some
1: some description.
0: Um, yeah, I, I imagine you've got uh, you've got a similar take on this.
1: Yeah, and I just want to say it was actually quite nice listening to you talk about it there. And it's always nice hearing different people's perspectives because obviously myself and Kat obviously work in the field of mental health, so you kind of develop a kind of shared perspective in a lot of ways about it. So it's always nice to hear people who aren't kind of involved
0: uh in their takes on it. And um, just, just we go on The Last of Us Part 2 was a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. <laughs> I knew that was
1: going to come up. I wasn't even going to mention it. Your bit was so nice. I Absolutely thought i just leave that <laughs> Um, but I think there's there's so much to this, and I've always wanted I have started writing an article about this like three or four times and never actually managed to to write it because it would just be like it would be a dissertation, pretty much. Um, everyone knows that I I write a lot, I waffle a lot, and you know, this would be a piece that would just be thousands of words. Um, I love the idea of doing a podcast about it because I think there's so much to break down around it. Um, I think in terms of more recently, obviously, video games have been classified as an addiction, as a disorder. And I think that in and of itself raises so many interesting discussions about it. And as a therapist, that really interested me, that idea. And I've I've had big debates with my friends around it because I'm a big proponent of... I support the idea that it can very much be an addiction, whereas a few of my friends were very much not of that opinion. Um, and I speak that not as a as a worker in mental health, but as someone who I think I have had that and probably do have that to some degree. Um, and I just think it's a really interesting field to kind of discuss. But the other side of it for me is just the value of video games for people's mental health. And you both touched on this, you know, really significantly of... I have certain times of my life that have been really difficult that I associate with particular games that I happen to be playing at the time. And I'm not someone who believes in fate or universe or horoscopes or any of that kind of stuff. But, like, Life is Strange, part of the reason it's so special to me was the time that I was going through when I played it and how much of, like, a deep impact, you know, it had on me. I You know, I still listen to the soundtrack now and it's, like, this soothing kind of calming experience even though the actual storyline of the game is quite tragic in a lot of ways Um, and it's all because of that association of it was such a horrible time that I was going through it felt like it was the one or one of the you know really important pieces of support weirdly that I had at that time Um, and I've got it things like kind of spec ops the line even though it's a really dark and gritty story about dissociative disorder it's probably one of the most one of the ways um that that disorder in my opinion has ever been portrayed in media and it's one of the games that i would happily tell anybody to play if they say that video games don't understand mental health because a lot of them don't but that one absolutely does and it portrays it expertly um and the other one is hellblade uh Your sacrifice if you ever struggle to understand what it's like to be someone with a severe and enduring mental health disorder hellblade will allow you to experience a little bit of what that's like. It's never the exact same, but when I played that game, I'd been in my job for about a, a year or so, and it actually really helped me to understand and empathise with it more than any textbook or video could, because I was playing it with my headphones on, and you go through the story, and you're hearing the voices inside your own head because of the way the audio direction's done and for me a movie or a book cannot replicate that of that level of immersion of being able to empathize with what that's like so i think in a lot of ways the industry is moving forward quite significantly i think there are still a lot of issues particularly with some games that kind of use it as a, an easy plot device to explain something away or justify a shit motivation for a villain and all that kind of thing but i think that's the same for any media and i think it's unfair to level it that video games don't write good um, when it comes to mental health. Uh, I think The Medium was an interesting example of that, of lots of people were very much vocally against that. But from my perspective, I didn't see it as bad. I didn't think it was perfect, but I didn't see it as an awful thing. But also I think a lot of games are using it to generate discussions. Like, you know, we talk about The Last of Us 2. Myself and Cat weren't the biggest fans of its story. We love the game itself, but not the story but we had that amazing two hour podcast about its themes and the mental health of the characters and everything that it talked about. And that's what I love. Like, even though I didn't like the game, I still love the fact that we got to have that podcast and have that big discussion. That was awesome. Um, but video games just hold such like an important place in my life. Um, even when I was a kid, you know, I played like Metal Gear Solid two and three, probably before I should have. And I didn't understand half of what was going on in most of them. But I cried at every single one of them because they always connected with me in some way. And the crazy thing I find about it is video games can help you relate to characters who realistically have nothing in common with you. Like life is strange. I think Sean mentioned it on a podcast once. He was like, How do you relate to you know two teenage girls going through like, you know, high school whatevers? Um, and one of them has a superpower that allows her to rewind time. Like how and I was like, I don't know, but it just does. And that's the beauty of a video game, is it helps you to connect to you know, experiences of people that you would otherwise have no means of being able to empathize
0: with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not in the Wizards like that. I mean, she's a teenage girl, but she's also a cat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can empathize with being a feline
1: now. Um, yeah, but it, it's things like that, you know, and I've played things like Ether 1, I played Gone Home, which was really kind of emotionally intense in like a very well done way. Um, I think even you know other games where they touch on things like PTSD again it's not always fantastic but i think the fact that those themes are being brought in more and more um and more openly explored helps to normalize these things you've got big action video game characters like kratos suddenly having these like emotional and philosophical issues and having to figure their way like for example with kratos with grief and i think that's really interesting because how better way, well, what better way do you have to normalise something which for a long time wasn't normalised at all than having these pinnacles of action gaminess suddenly turned into figures that, you know, people could relate to and actually understand. And Red Dead Redemption 2 is a big one for that. Everyone loves Arthur Morgan because of his arc, and I won't spoil anything because people on this podcast haven't played it. Um But he's a phenomenally written character. That entire game is so incredibly well written that it's hard not to see how people can't just appreciate what it does. And like I said, there is the darker side of it. I think video games do have some things to answer for with some people's mental health. And if you look at the industry now with things like microtransactions and loot boxes for a time, there's a lot of predatory practices going on, which aren't to do with video games themselves, but video game are being video games as a medium are being abused to take advantage of people's mental health, which I think needs to be dealt with. And Kat mentioned it, but yeah, we discussed this idea. I, I had it a few years ago when I first started of, you know, you set up like a an online gaming group where you find like a mutual game that you all play and, you know, the idea is people could kind of join and talk if they want to, but don't have to speak. They can just have this kind of shared community to be part of and you could run it like a bit like a group or like a course and that kind of thing. But it's kind of happening with discords and all sorts of stuff there's even like twitch communities i know these communities get up like a lot of toxicity and they get a lot of bad rep but there's so many good examples of things happening um and i think the medium's a real big pioneer of that in a lot of ways despite its bad press um so yeah i'm i'm a massive proponent of them i'm a big supporter of games for mental health um but i think there are some legitimate things that it needs to acknowledge in the industry needs to buck its ideas up with um but yeah, i will always hold a special place in my heart for a, a lot of games for helping me through times that were difficult, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I think it, video games need to be congratulated for that. But yeah, there are things that are not so good. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's always a vocal people that will call them out for it. Yeah. And eventually they'll go, I don't know what, this is probably a bad idea. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe
1: we should stop this.
0: Battlefront uh, Battlefront 2, I feel, is the, uh, the leader in that particular gang. Oh, that was bad. I was right in the
1: middle of that as well that was that was bad. I was so excited for that game
0: mm. yeah, and so you know I think there's there's so many games we could probably between us we could list thirty or forty games um that can probably attest to helping us out through dark times or maybe we can do that Maybe we could put together the ultimate list on a podcast one day. oh, uh, I'd love that that would that would be a lot of fun um yeah we but there's there's so many Every time we talk, we should do, oh, we could turn that into a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. There's so many that we want to do, so we just got to find the time to do it. Yeah, uh, we all need to take a month off our jobs and just do podcasts every day and then just release yeah. them, dole them out slowly every year. Oh, God, that would be the dream. That would be the dream. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, me and Mars are doing one thing about a particular band, which we, yes. uh, we've been talking about for ages, but we will get done before Christmas, hopefully. We will. We will get it done before Christmas. I reckon in the next month we'll get it done. Yeah, and me and Kat are doing a podcast all about Miles. So that's going to be fun.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, no.
2: Please yeah.
0: do Full blown fest. <laughs> Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll probably be about five hours long. Yeah, it's going it's, oh, it's to be magical. Um So yeah, if there are any games out there that, that you play that you feel has helped you in the government's let us know. And we'll try and share them out with people because um, the more people know about it, the merrier. And um, yeah, if you are... Um, I'll put some links in the uh, description. But if you are struggling at the moment and you need someone to talk to, I shall put some links in the description. Get some numbers. Get some help. Get talking to people if you need to. Um I learned that very much the hard way a couple of years ago and um I reached out and people were absolutely incredible. So um just just make sure that you know that there are people out there that care and love you very, very much. And they want you to stick around, man. So make sure you do, okay? Cool. Thank you very much. Um, right then, let's move on to uh, recommendations. Kat, um, what's your recommendation for the week?
2: Uh, my recommendation is simply to like look after yourself and to talk. Um, my recommendation is looking after your mental health. And if you need to do that, if you need to do that in a crisis, or if you need someone to talk to longer term, look up your local mental health um I was going to say facilities, but, you know, your organisations or your services, if you're in a bit more of a crisis, there is always Samaritans on 116123. Um, And they do such good work. And they're all volunteers, and you're not like please know that these people want to do this so you're not putting anyone out by phoning these people a lot of people say to me oh you know I won't bother them or they don't want to hear about that no no they literally do they live they li- that's why they do all the training and they sit in the room is because they they want you to call them and um, if they have no calls in that night you know they're going to feel like they've not done their job so really you'd be helping them out Um, but no <laughs> jokes aside please look after mental health it's coming up to Christmas Christmas can be a very difficult time for people but also it can be a very happy time for people as well but lately you know the world's been through a lot and it's important to you know speak to people whether they be your friends or if you don't feel like speaking to somebody reach out to those local organizations there's a lot of charities that will do work mind are very very good um and they're local and they are national and yeah so um yeah that's my recommendation. Check in with yourself. How are you doing? What's going on? Do you need to speak to someone?
0: Seconded I very much second that um yeah, I called the Samaritans myself when I needed to, and they were unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Still speak to them to this day every now and then when you need to. um the person that I spoke to, not the Samaritans for that reason, but um yeah um they're they're amazing um miles. Do you want to follow that? Yeah,
1: it's quite a tough one to follow, to be honest. Mine is not so uh mine's not so deep. Um mine is sneak energy. Uh I don't drink tea or coffee and I really struggle with energy during the day. Um so I decided to try sneak. I think I'd seen an advert for it on something or other. Uh they got like a load of different flavors. Uh you get like a starter pack where you get to try like each of them once. Uh, I went for cherry and one that cat thinks is absolutely revolting, which is rhubarb and custard, and it's fucking amazing. Um and it actually has given me a lot more energy during the day uh it's basically just like drinking squash but it's got caffeine in it so and that's all it's got there's no sugar or any other bits added to it so it's just a pure caffeine injection which is what i've been looking for my whole life because i hate coffee it's disgusting um and yeah i just wanted to give it a shout out because it's been really nice so yeah that's mine what about you Roscoe?
0: yeah i don't trust you because you don't like chips yeah i don't like chips yeah you don't like chips i mean I like potato
2: yeah. he doesn't
0: like i'd like mashed potato doesn't like, like, potato. I, like mm. I like mash how can you trust you... him for anything well I I
1: mean, you can't you can't really can you <laughs> i'm just tolerated <laughs> um
0: what's it called sneak energy yeah sneak sneak where where, yeah. where is it uh where is it sold uh, you, I think
1: it's just online at the moment. Uh, it's on an online website, and I can confirm they are legit. They do actually send this shit after you pay for it. Um, nice. And yeah, they you get like a free shaker as well. So they give you like a shaker thing. And then I got another free one when I made my second order too, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And if you buy like a tub, it's like £40. It equates to like a pound per serving, uh, which is a little bit expensive. But um, I bought two of them, and they've lasted me just over a month so far uh, between them. Uh, and I've still got like probably about half to three quarters of both tubs left. So it's, it's all right. I think it's worthwhile.
0: All right. Nice one. Nice, nice, nice. Um, what's my recommendation? My recommendation is Lego. Uh, <laughs> something else is very good for your mental health. If you want to build stuff, um, Lego is there. I may have bought another big Lego set this week. Um, um I'm waiting for it to arrive, but... um. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. So, yeah, there's there's loads of you know adult Lego. I think they call it Lego Adult or something. I don't know. That's the that makes it sound really pervy. That isn't what it is. But yeah, there's something like that anyway. But really cool sets that you can build. Um, go to Lego Ideas because they're they're all the unique and interesting ones there. Um, where they go for the the limited edition ones. That's what one of the ones that I've just bought. Um, I've bought the set for the American version of The Office. I'm going to build that when it arrives. Oh my God,
2: them. that's so cool.
0: I'm very excited for it to arrive. Um, It's got a minifigure of every character. And so, yeah, I can't wait. Um, Yeah, I have been chastised for buying out this week. I'm sorry, Zoe. I do apologise. But it had to be done. You, you understand. It had to be done. Um, So, yeah. Go get some Lego. Building that tool neck, the Horizon tool neck, was one of the most fun things I've done this year. I absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah. Go get some Lego. I love your life um right then let's go to out this week and out this week uh talking to lego lego Bricktails is out on pc ps5 I suppose it's all that good stuff uh Sean is covering that for us um look out for that one very very soon um unusual findings is coming to pc ps5 and consoles and um, we've also got that covered, so look out for our review on that one very very soon uh let's see october 12th also sees to release of Bloodwash, which I know absolutely nothing about, but it's coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox One uh, PC. Um, the cover is just as Bloodwash in big red scary letters, and there's a washing machine on it, so I don't know anything about that. I'll try and find something about that soon. Um, October the 13th, see Sunday Gold come to PC. I feel like we we're talking about Sunday Gold forever. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh,
1: it's release date was delayed by a month after all the reviews came out.
0: Oh dear. Yeah. That's how to do it. That's how to do it. Just not a really sure game at all. <laughs> it
1: is good, though. It, it's good. It's worth playing.
0: Oh, cool. There we go. Um, Triangle Strategy is coming to PC on October 13th. Um, one of those wonderfully named games um, that you've seen on Nintendo Directs, I, I imagine, for the last two or, two or three years. Uh, Trifox is coming out on October 13th. Uh, we've got that covered as well. So look out for that um, this week, hopefully. Um, Bloody Ties, uh, one of the first big DLCs coming to Dying Light 2 is coming up very soon um you may have seen the trailer i think at gamescom was it opening night live um where they had like the underground uh the, the underground fighting teams and stuff like that that's what's coming out then um expansion pack is coming out also for xenoblade chronicles 3 on october the 13th the playstation styles reward program also launches this week on october 30th here in the uk so make sure you check that out if you have any interest in collecting digital items I imagine Mars, yours, is going to be pretty solid from day one, with all your platinums. Is it backdated? I'm. I, it must be right. I
2: don't think it is. No, I think it starts from Gone that, doesn't it? Back. I think there's a couple of games where they've highlighted that, like if you have it. I'm sure I read somewhere ages ago that there's a couple of like big hitters. I think it'll be like God of War, Ryzen.
1: Surely VR Broom Racing is going to be on there as a big. Game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Surely <laughs> has, yeah, most of has to be. Has to be. be. I'm going to be really sad. I have to- 233 platinum will <laughs> so otherwise, have gone to waste.
0: <laughs> um, I we'll remember Greg, Greg Miller um, shared his his stars collection on the day that it went live in the US. So I think there is a bit of backdating there somewhere.
1: Oh, okay. A little Fingers bit. Crossed.
0: We'll see. I guess you'll find out this week.
1: Yeah, we'll discover.
0: October 13th also sees the release of Pilot Wing 64 on the Nintendo Switch Online N64 service. God, Pilot Wings is a great game. I can't wait to play that again, and yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of it this week. um October fourteenth sees NHL twenty three from EA Sports come to all the things, all the things, um, and Scorn is coming out on October fourteenth, finally, on the PC, Xbox, PSV, all that, all that good stuff. um Yeah, there you go. Getting super excited because the Plague Tale Requiem is out next week. Not this week, really.
2: No, is that next week?
0: On the 18th, it's eight days away.
2: Fuck yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Feels like it's been a long, long time and now it's finally coming. Um, Cannot wait for that. Uh, we are going to cover it in some capacity. <laughs> oh, Really excited for that again. Yay. Help me, Amicia! Oh, go away. It is preloaded on my PC. I cannot wait. Oh, nice. To jump in and get started on that um so yeah that's it um all right ladies and gentlemen thank you all very much indeed for listening don't forget if you want to follow us you can follow us absolutely everywhere just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places if you want to follow us on twitter you can at fngrgns if you want to follow us individually you can just find our names in the description below except for miles of course who's smart and not on twitter if you really like what we do want to follow our patreon for one dollar a month you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast setting services and keep the website nice and shiny have you seen our website recently it's had a bit of a makeover and it looks absolutely awesome so do check that out but until then on this episode 175 it is goodbye from Kate to the A to the TKB bye it is goodbye from Miles Thompson farewell and it's goodbye from me I've been Roscoe we'll see you next time on the finger guns podcast